live. We like to say good morning to everyone, and we thank and praise God for your presence this morning, uh, realizing and understanding that our God, he is a good, good father. Yes, he is. He's a good, good father. And uh, <clears throat> we are excited this morning. We are looking to uh, hear from heaven. We, um, the Lord gave us this word a couple of days ago. We were really studying and then we came across something, and and then as the Lord uh, <clears throat> began to uh, uh, give it to me, I saw something, and I want to share with you what the Lord gave me. Uh, <clears throat> it's something that we can all look forward to, something we can all look forward to. We're thankful and we're grateful for our church family that's present, and we're also thankful and grateful for those that are online uh, that's listening in this morning. We are also thankful and grateful for um, those churches that has opened their doors uh, to uh, allow the saints to come in and, and fellowship. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for all of those things. Amen. 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 I invite your attention this morning. I'm just going to try to do some teaching, um, uh, kind of stay a little uh, not too hyper. If, if God says not to be, amen. All right. I'd like to invite your attention to John chapter number 17. St. <clears throat> John chapter number 17. Follow us very closely because we don't want you to miss anything because it, it gives us hope. It really does give us, give us hope. No matter what we've gone through or, or going through or will go through here upon this earth, uh, there, is, there is hope. Uh, there's a <clears throat> something that we have to look forward to. St. John chapter number 17. Father, bless your word, and we thank you, Lord God, for it right now. We ask God that you just use me for your glory. Allow me to settle myself down, and we denounce flesh right now in the name of Jesus. That God, your word will come forth. We call for the Holy Spirit, who is the teacher, that he will uh, bless us. And open up our ears that we may hear what the Lord has said. Amen. Now, in St. John chapter number 17, Christ is at a place where he is. He is at the end or of his mission here upon the earth. He's, he's at the end. And what we find is, is that he is saying uh, <clears throat> to those uh, to his father and, and to his followers, he's, he's praying to the father, and he is asking that uh, we, that the followers, that they will, uh, God will uh, take them, and he will bless them, and he will unify them as he is unified with his father. But he, he says something in, in, in St. John chapter 17, he talked about how God had given him those people um, and how they had listened to him. And But in verse uh, number four, in verse number four, is where I caught something uh, as I began to, to, and literally I was really just reading, I was just reading. But then it took me to a place of studying. And this morning we want to talk about a greater glory, a greater glory now looking at verse number four he's saying christ is saying to the father he says i have glorified thee on the earth i have finished the work 
which thou gavest me to do. Now watch what he says in verse number five. And this is a verse that, that caught my attention and just took me into a place of study. Now verse five says, and Christ is saying, he said, and now, O Father, he says, glorify thou me with thine own self. Watch this. With the glory which I had with thee before the world was. So, so here he is saying in, in, in verse number five, he's asking the father to give him the glory that he had before he ever came here to this earth. See, we, we, we look at glory and we think about the, the glory that's here upon the earth and the glory that man is seeking. But there is a, glory, a greater glory that we should long for just as Christ did. He said, he said I, God, he said, Father, I finished my work. He said, but now I want to be with you. Even though he had finished his work, even though he had done the things that the Father uh, uh, asked him to do, he now longs to be with the Father. And then he asked the Father, he said, I want you to give me that glory back that I had before I came here to the earth. So then I thought, I said, wait a minute, God. So you were saying that this glory that, we, that man is, is so, so uh, anxious for here upon the earth, that there's a, another glory that's greater than the one that's here. And, 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 and we miss it. We, 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 we are caught up on the things of the earth to be, to, you know, and, and to be glorified here and, and, and our names to be in, in the lights and all that. But God said, there is a greater glory that we should be longing for. And this is our hope. And I understood then why Christ says that we are strangers and, and we are pilgrims. We are just traveling through. I understood why sometimes we are very uncomfortable here upon the earth in these in these old vessels in these temples because see it, this we were designed these bodies that we have they were designed for us to live here on earth and see we've got to share these old bodies and so once we shed, we are going to go back to the original body that we had before we ever showed up here on the earth. Now, is that too much for us to swallow? Amen. See, there's some shedding that has to take place. Now, and we've got to shed this flesh. We've got to, to shed the, the, this old earthly, this old earthly uh, uh, attitude. This, we've got to shed all of this stuff. We've we, we got to shed it, okay? We've got to shed it. Now, <clears throat> Let's go to uh, John chapter number 6, looking at verse number 62. St. John chapter 6, all right? We're talking about this gl greater glory. And we're going to look at verse number 62 because I, I want to build upon this. I want us to see because some people think that, no, that, 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 that can't be correct. But yet it is. I'm longing for that body, that glorified body. I'm longing for it. I, I, this thing here, this, this old fleshly body here keeps me in trouble. Amen. So I'm longing to be with the Father and be clothed with what, what I originally had. Amen. Now, looking at St. John chapter number 6 and looking at verse number 2, verse number 62, verse 62. Look what it says. He says, what 
And if you shall see the sun. See, what's happening here in verse number 62, he says, What? And if ye shall see the Son of Man ascend where he was before. So he, he, they was having a problem with, with, with Christ because he was telling them to, to, to eat his flesh. And then he has to reveal to them that his flesh was the bread that they were to eat. They had a problem with that. And then Christ says, now, if you've got a problem with me telling you to eat of my flesh, which represents the bread and the bread of life, and drink of my blood, he said, then you're going to have a, a problem with the fact I'm going to tell you that uh, I'm asking God. He says, what happens when I ascend up where I was before? So you're going to have a problem because, see, they looked at him as a natural man. See, that's one of the problems that the, that the body of Christ and the world has today. We look at the Messiah as a natural man. He's not a natural man. He came uh, 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 in, the, in, in the form of a natural man so that we can receive salvation. He had to go through all those things so we can see and he could deliver us and bring us salvation. So Christ is saying, he said, you're going to have a problem now well, by me telling you I'm going to ascend back to the place where I was before. And then I said, okay, Lord. So understanding that, then I can understand the next thing, and we're going to go to Psalms chapter number, Psalms chapter number 8. One of my favorite, favorite books of the Bible, Psalms chapter number 8. I'm going to slow down because I'm getting kind of excited, amen, because I'm longing for that greater glory. <laughs> I'm longing for that greater, greater glory. Now, in Psalms, Psalms chapter number 8, it, it, it begins to talk about what, what is it about man that, that God is so mindful of him. Now, verse number 4 in Psalms chapter 8, are we there? The first thing it says, what is man? See, there's a question being asked here, as David writes, there's, there's a question being asked about mankind. He says, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man, that thou visited him. And then verse number 5 says, For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with what? Glory and honor. You see, what happened is, now, uh, uh, the situation has happened, Man, when he fell, when, 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 when Adam and Eve did what they did in the garden, okay, when they fell, what happened? Sin came into place. Sin defaced the divine image in man in the first creation. See, that's what happens to us. Sin will deface us. That's what happened in the very beginning. When they sin, sin uh, uh, defaced uh, the, the divine image, the glory of God in man in the first creation. So what did man literally lose now? It's, it's, we think it's just about sin. But man lost more than just sin when he failed in the Garden of Eden, when he failed. What did he lose? He lost the glory. 
He lost that divine image. That is why Christ had to come back and restore that because man had lost the divine image of God. He had lost glory. He had lost his glory. Because the Bible says in that verse 5, he says he'll crown him with glory and honor. And that's, that's a sad situation because, see, whenever you lose your glory, whenever you lose your relationship with God, it will cause you to do just like Adam and Eve. Now, if you think about it, in, in the book of Genesis, it talked about when God comes to, 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 for a visitation for, with them. When God comes to talk with them, the Bible talks about there was a voice. They heard this voice. But they hid themselves among the trees. And when, when in the conversation with God, he, they, God began to ask him, said, um, well, why are you hiding, Adam? Well, what are you hiding for? He said, we were naked. <laughs> and God said, well, who told you you were naked? See, what sin does is sin, and when we've lost our glory, it will cause us to hide among the trees. It will cause us to hide among the world. Have you ever messed up? <laughs> have you ever got in sin? I mean, have you ever did a situation and you felt like you, you couldn't see God, you couldn't even go to God for prayer, that you couldn't go before the Holy One and, and petition Him or even to ask for forgiveness? And, and you find yourself hiding yourselves among the world. But see, it's, it's interesting that even when you hide yourself among the world, the world knows you don't supposed to be there. <laughs> Amen. And so you, you, you've lost that glory. You, you've diminished things with sin. And, and I said, Lord, I understand now why they ran. Because it said now, when God talked to them, he said, now, wait a minute. Who told you you were naked? Who, who told you you were naked? And it's just like uh, God says yesterday, who told you you were no longer my son? Who, t- who told you that? Because, see, Satan will speak. He, he's a whispering enchanter. So then I understood once again about the greater glory. They had lost their glory. They were able before that to be in the presence of the Lord and commune with him. And that's another thing I thought about. I said, now, Lord, when, when Moses went up to the mountain and he received the, the Ten Commandments, when he came back down, he had to put a veil over his face. See, when, when you're in the presence of God and, and, and the glory is, is, is at a place wherein people cannot look upon your face when you literally uh, has been in the presence of God. That's why saints really shine when they're really in the presence of God or have a relationship with God. Moses, uh, as he spoke to the people, he, I mean, he had to wear a veil. They could not look upon him. So the glory was so great. We have a glory that's, that's in the heavens that we are longing for that we cannot have here in this, in this natural place or natural habitation called earth because it's a, it's a greater glory. It's something about that glory where we can be in the presence of God and also with the angels there, and it is magnificent. I am longing to, to be clothed with that greater glory. And so when, when I left him there and God began to speak to me about Psalms 8, when he began to speak to me about Psalms 8, he said, man lost the glory. 
He said, now, you, you, you're going to long, you're longing, you will long to be with me to be able to, to have that same glory that Jesus had with the Father that he was asking Christ to give back to him. All right? And so here's the next thing he takes me to. Amen? Now, let's go to the book of Romans. I understood this as well. Things began to, 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 to um, enlighten themselves. When I went from scripture to scripture, in the book of Romans, chapter number 8. Slow down, Brenda. I'll be done by 1130 if I'm not careful. Amen. Amen. I want to make sure we get what what God is saying about a, a greater glory, that we need to be longing for that. See, we long for materialistic things here upon this earth. But what we should be longing for is to, that greater glory, to be clothed with that glory that we had before God, in his mind, <laughs> created us and allowed us to come into this place called earth to dwell here. So we don't want to stay here. We, we, we do not want to have this place as our home because this is not our home. We need to long for that greater glory. Now, look at Romans chapter number 8. Romans chapter number 8. It, it also gives us hope. It gives us hope. Romans chapter number 8. Are we there? We're going to look at verse number 18. Verse number 18 says, For I reckon that the suffering of this present time, right now, are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. No matter what we go through, no matter what the situation may be, okay, no matter of that, he is saying it cannot even be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. See, we're going to have to share these old bodies. And we're going to be clothed with a, with a, with a, a greater glory. And we're going to get to that scripture as well. So, so when, when we're suffering, when, when, when we're uh, uh, in this present time, right now, whatever we're going through, just think about what we're looking or uh, longing for, that greater glory. Because see, that greater glory will give us hope. Now, in verse number 19, it says, For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. The expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. See, there, there comes a time when, when, when we got to wake up. <laughs> we got to wake up and, and know who we are. We, we, we have to wake up because, see, it, it says we're waiting for, for the manifestation of the sons of God. See, if we don't know who we are now, we never will. Amen. The manifestation to make known who we are, manifestation of the sons of God. So we've got to understand that, that there is something much more greater in us than we even realize. I mean, and then watch verse number 22. Watch verse number 22. Now, it's very interesting. Verse 22 in Romans chapter 8. Now, verse 22 says this. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together. 
until now. So what is it saying? It's saying that even creation is trapped. Creation is trapped. It, 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 creation, it says now, is groaning and is travailing in pain. Why? Because when Adam and Eve fell, that when God goes down the line, he begins to question Adam about why they did what they did. He put the blame on Eve. Uh, and when he, when, when he gets to Eve, Eve puts the blame on the serpent, all right? But their punishment was, now Eve had to begin to, to bear children, and then it says she had to be on a, a submission to her husband. In the very beginning, they were on equal ground before they failed. When you look at the scripture, <laughs> they were on equal ground before they failed. Her punishment was to um, um, be, uh, have pain through birth and not only have pain uh, uh, in birth, but there has to come a line of submission. And then he, he turns around and he talks to, to Adam and he began to tell him that he was going to have to work from the sweat of his brow. He, he began to, to curse the earth, the ground. He began to curse that ground. And, and then it says, thistles and thorns that was going to come forth from the earth. See, the creation is groaning. It wants to be released. It is trapped because of what man did in the beginning. It, it's trapped. It's, it's groaning. I mean, it's, it's travailing just like a woman has a baby. When it goes through the process, I mean, when you're pregnant, you know, it's in a point where you, you can't wait for the, for the delivery of the baby. Amen? That's how creation is. Uh, it's waiting. It, it is trapped. But there will come a day when it will become untrapped. Amen? Because, see, this, like I said, this world is not our home. It's not. It says heaven and earth are going to pass away. All right? And then in the book of Revelation, it talks about a new heaven and a new earth. All right? So it's, it's very important that we understand that the situation that's in, the creation is in now, it's moaning. It's groaning. It wants to be released. Isn't it ironic? It, it is. I, thank you, Holy Spirit. It is so ironic. That what mankind does not only affects or has affected uh, uh, mankind, but it has also affected the creation of the world. I mean, that's some heavy-duty sin that it can affect. And even now, even now, the the the, the earth is in such an un, un, um, uh, upheaval. I mean, it's in an uproar. You know, you, you don't know. When, the day that I felt the earthquakes when I was sitting on my couch, now that literally scared me. We, we had never, ever experienced that in our locale. But, but, but things are happening. I mean, from the hurricanes and the tornadoes and, 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 and the oceans, everything's out of control. The earth is off balance. It, it, it has tilted itself. Man has affected even the creation even now. I mean, sin is a stronghold. It's a stronghold. And it affects a lot of things. So now, looking at verse number 23. Verse number 23. Verse number 23. I didn't give them this. Verse 23 says, And not only they... But ourselves also, which has the first fruit of the Spirit, even we ourselves grow within ourselves, 
waiting for the adoption to whip the redemption of our body. Our bodies want to be redeemed. It wants to go back to its original state. It's, it, it's, it's waiting for the redemption. I mean, it can't wait. This, these old, this tabernacle, this old thing here, it's waiting to be back with the Father, to be clothed with that greater glory. And I'm like, we, this is what we need to long for. Not the things of the world, but we need to long for that greater glory that we had in the very beginning with the Father, just like Jesus himself. Now, let's, let's finish this. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. See, we have to understand that everything that we go through, our inward man perishes. Our, in, our outward man perishes, but our inward man is renewed day by day. So even though we, we go through those light afflictions, and the Bible talks about how these light afflictions are just for a moment. And I said, God, I thank you because, see, if it wasn't for a moment, I don't know if I would survive. Hey, man, these light afflictions, they talk about light afflictions. You know, if, if God's uh, 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 timeline is different than our timeline, he says these, these, these light afflictions that we have, that they are just for a moment, but it also talks about how it works for us. I'm like, God, how do my afflictions work for me? I'm, I said, God, I, I don't understand that. But then he also talks about there's an a, a eternal weight of glory in the midst of our light afflictions. And I'm like, okay, God, I, 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 I think that that's hope, that, that, that that's that glory that's there that I can stay focused on, that, that greater glory. Now, looking at chapter number 5 in 2 Corinthians, are we there? All right. It says this, for we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God and a house not made with hands eternal in the heavens. See, that helped us to understand about the greater glory. It helped us to understand that. It says, if this whole earthly house here, if it dissolves, if, if it goes away, if it dissipates, we've got a building. We have a building of God, a house not made with hand. See, the, in that, that body, that glorified body, it's not made by hand. It doesn't have to go through that process of, of, of conception and, and a man and a woman. It, it didn't have to go through that like we have now because that's where the suffering and the pain comes from. But he says to us, we have a house not made by hand. Man didn't touch it. I'm like, God, thank you. That means that glorified body that I have, it is pure. It, 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 is, it is so pure that that a man's hand will defile it if it could touch it. That, ooh, Holy Spirit. See, if man's, see what's happened, man's hand touched the glorified, touched the glorified body. Because see what's happening, when we are housed in this body, this, this old earthly tabernacle right here, and, and, and God is on the inside, when, when man touches it with sin, 
it defiles it. When man, when man allows sin to come into this old earthly body, uh, it, it defiles the body. But what we have to be thankful for is the fact that if we totally surrender our lives to God at the time of him calling us to return to him, we've got our glorified body awaiting us. And this is what we need to be longing for. So now look at verse number 2 in Second Chronicles, 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. It says, Second um, Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 2. It says, for in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is where? From heaven. See, there's a greater glory. There's a glorified body that we should be longing for. See, now it's talking about how we, are, we too are groaning. It says, earnestly desiring to be clothed. Earnestly, are we really earnestly desiring to be clothed with this glorified body? Think about it. It says, he uses the word earnestly, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. I want to be clothed with it. I want to be clothed with that glorified body that man's hand did not touch. See, we need to be, in, in, instead of, instead of uh, uh, being concerned with, with our earthly surroundings, we need to set our sights on things above. That's where man falls short. We do not set our sights on things above. Because, see, the things that we see here, all these things are temporal. That they, they have no eternal value. Ooh, they have no eternal value. See, Prettying up this body, dressing up this body, that has no eternal value. You know, you, you see people, they go and they have this surgery and, and they want to twist this and they want to twist that and they want to remove this. No, this, this thing right here is decaying. <laughs> Listen, soon, and by the end of this month, I'll be 70 years old. This old body is decaying. So I've got to get ready to be able to meet the soon coming king. I was not designed nor made to live here forever. We, we, we got to understand that. We, we live here just like this is my home. For, no, this thing, this thing called earth, it's going to pass away. It's going to burn up. But the fact remains is we got to start groaning and moaning to, to be clothed with that body from on high. Because what good is the, you know, I'll tell you the true story. I went to the dentist, and he was, you know, I had a couple of teeth that needed to be removed. And by the time he got through telling me how much it was going to cost me to have them removed, I was like, and then he had the audacity to tell me, he said, eventually, uh-uh, they're going to fall out anyway. So why would I spend $800 to fix something that's going to fall out anyway? Help me. Help me. Help us, Lord. Help us. So why are we doing things to this old earthly body that's perishing, that's dying anyway? I'm not saying don't look good. I'm not saying that. 
But what I am saying is do not focus so much on your physical body here on earth and not focus on your heavenly body that you're longing to get to and to be clothed with. See, we got this thing mixed up. We, we're so caught up in fixing this old earthly body, satisfying the flesh, that we're going to miss out on heaven. I don't plan to miss out on heaven for nobody. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Everybody has, it's, it's, it's a glorified body. I, I want to be clothed with that body. You want to be clothed with that body. See, we should be groaning and long. We should be asking God, come on, God, fix me up so I can go back to be with you. Not let me, let me enjoy myself so much here on the earth. What good is it? You know what buying new clothes is? It ain't nothing but a recycling bin. Because all we're doing is recycling. It has no value. It's just like a car. When you buy a car, you pay a certain amount of money when you purchase that car. But when you drive that car off the lot, it loses value. When we drive these cars, talking about this old earthly body, off of this lot called earth, then it's going to lose some value. It's going to shed. It's going to decrease. But we need to long for that greater glorified body. Oh, my God. See, our, our thinking is off. Our, our thinking is off. Now, look at verse number 3. We're almost done. We're almost done. Verse 3 in, in 2 uh, Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 3. It says, if so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. Hmm. If so be. That being clothed, covered, we shall not be found naked. Lost glory. You remember what Jesus said, what Christ said to Adam? He said, who told you you was naked? Who told you that? It was Satan. Satan told him that, 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 that they were naked. He says, if so being clothed, we shall not be found naked. If we can be clothed with that glorified body, we will not be in that situation or that state that Adam and Eve was in. We won't be in that state. We, won't be, we will not be clothed or found naked. And then verse number 4 says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 4 says, For we that are in this tabernacle do groan. We that is in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened. Do you not know, and and, and I'm going to stop right there, we're coming back to the latter part. In this body here, we are burdened. (laughs) Have you ever longed to want to go be with the Father? I mean, all the things you have to go through. He says, in this body, we're going to be burdened down. We're going to be burdened. But we need to be groaning to be clothed with that body from above. We longing to be with the master. I wonder if we did a survey. If we did a survey, how many people would check off that they are longing to, to have that greater glory back? Like Jesus said. Jesus said to the Father, he said, now, I want you to glorify me with the glory that I had with you before the world. Before, before he came here, there was something about that glorified body that made Christ long for it. He longed for it. Are we longing 
for the glorified body to be clothed? Are, are, are we longing as saints? Are we longing for that greater glory to be clothed with this body, this, this new house the Bible talks about? Are, are we groaning? Are we, we longing to, to, to have it, to be with the Father? Are, are we dissatisfied with being here on earth? Don't. Don't. That's something we need to think about. Are we longing for that? As, as many people that are passing away, whether it's true or not, as many people that are dying and, and expected to die, are we beginning to set our house in order? Have we literally thought about, and I'm not talking about the physical part of the house or the things here on earth, but have we begin to think about setting our house in order? Uh, in other words, getting ready to meet the soon coming king. Because we don't know when our day might be. We don't know who or who we may encounter that will cause us to go end up going in a different direction called death. Are we making provisions to set our house in order? It doesn't make any difference how old you are. <laughs> Death still comes knocking at your door. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Have we made the provisions? Are we making provisions to set our, set our house in order? Or are we still caught up in satisfying flesh? People, there is a greater glory. <laughs> now, I, I can just about feel how Jesus was feeling when he asked his father, clothe me with that glory, Father, the one that I had before the world ever, before I had to come and die for man. I, want, I can't even begin to fathom in my mind how that would feel. Oh, my God. What, 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 what wonder, what splendor it has to be. Can you imagine Christ? Saying to Jesus, listen, yeah, God, I've glorified you. I've done the work. I've finished all that. Now I want back. I want back what I had in the beginning. I want back. What are we asking for? What, what are we asking for? Are we asking for that glorified body? Are we asking for that? Or are we asking for the material things that's going to fade away? Because you can rest assured it's going to fade away. And when that casket go in the grave, huh, now only, only thief and robbers are going to be is going to be the worms. <laughs> think about it. We, we, we need to begin to think about where we're going to spend eternity. Holy Spirit, why are we going this way? We need to begin to focus on where we're going to spend eternity. Where will we spend eternity? And most times you don't even hear about who we're going to spend eternity, whether it be heaven or hell. Are we even making provisions? Are we asking God to help us? We don't hear, we don't hear that teaching anymore. All we hear is about getting your stuff, that prosperity stuff. Well, listen, when you die, somebody else is going to spend it because the Bible has already talked about it. It's going to happen. But are we focusing on where are we going from this point? Where are we going from here? Where are we going from here? Where is, what is our destination? We, we talk about destiny, 
but our destiny should be there with the soon coming king. Our destiny should not be here on the natural sense of, of, of this earth. Our destiny should be to be with Father, to have eternal life, to live forever. Oh, my God, groaning. The latter part of 4 says, as he talks about, you know, in this old tabernacle here, we groan because we're burdened. And then he says, not for that would we be unclothed, but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up of life. I want to live to live again. I want to live to live again. To live again, it means we got to live right here in order to live again there. Sometimes we forget that. But what we want to stay focused on and leave with you is that greater glory. There is a greater glory that awaits us. And I am ready to see and receive that glorified body that we had from the very beginning. Just like Christ alone, we too need to long for the Father. We need to long. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. 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 We want to make sure that we don't deface 